In the beginning of the parsha, Rashi quotes the words, Shlach l'cho anoshim, send for yourselves men. And Rashi explains, why is the parsha of Miraglim come right after the parsha of Miriam? Says Rashi, because Miriam was just stricken on matters of Diba, of conversation, of talking about her brother, these Rishoyim saw and they didn't take a lesson. So the Rebbe says, we know from many other places that from the fact that Rashi only mentions in a few places why Parshiyas come near each other is because Alderich Apshat, Rashi, is not bothered by Parshiyas coming near each other. They don't need explanation. This is especially true in a case when the Parshiyas actually happen in order chronologically one after the other. There's no need to explain why they're following each other. So in our case, the question is, the Parsha of Miraglim actually happens the very next day after the story of Miriam. So then what's the question? What's bothering Rashi? It's obvious why they're near each other, because they follow each other. That's the order of events. The Rebbe also asks many other questions in Diyukim and Rashi. The Rebbe says, why does Rashi use the term Iske Diba? She was stricken because of conversations. Rashi himself explains the word Diba elsewhere in this Parsha further. The Diba just means talk. It could be good, it could be bad. Why doesn't Rashi say clearly that she spoke because she spoke Lashon Hara? They didn't learn a lesson. Also, why is it relevant that it was about her brother? The point is that she spoke Lashon Hara. Who cares about who it was? Also, why does Rashi say these Rishoim saw? Why doesn't Rashi just say they saw and they didn't take a lesson? The Rebbe asks why the expression Musar? Why does it say they saw and they didn't take a lesson? Why doesn't it just say they saw the lesson and they didn't stick to it? As it says elsewhere, in Chumash. Rashi also wants to know why the words shlach lecha anoshim, the words lecha anoshim are relevant in the Dibra Maschil. Why not just the word shlach? And in order to explain all of these, the Rebbe asks a bigger question. What the Ramban asks, what generally was the terrible sin of the Miraglim? They were sent to find out the strength of the people, the strength of the land. They come back and they tell the truth. So what seems to be the problem? They came back and they said how powerful and strong the people are and the nation is and the land is. Now you might want to say that the answer is that it's because they added the words Eretz because it's a land that consumes its inhabitants. Or the fact that they also add their conclusion we won't be able to go up to the land. The problem however is, as the Ramban points out, that even before they said all of this, the Kalev is already quietening them down, which obviously says that there was already a problem just by them speaking about the strength of the nation, which is already not the way it's supposed to be. Furthermore, even when they later do say, we're not going to be able to go up, even that we can be melamed tzchusan, and say, they never said that we are not going to go up, we're not going against Hashem. All they're saying is that in our assumption, in our evaluation of the situation, it's impossible to be able to go up, which is what they were asked. The Rebbe takes it a step further, even if you want to say, as Chazal say, that they were saying that the nation is stronger than Hashem, the Rebbe says, even this Alpipshute not necessarily is kfira, is heresy against Hashem. All they're saying is that the nations are so much stronger than the Yidin that even an ordinary miracle wouldn't do the trick. In fact, that's what we see that Kalev says, no, Hashem could, if we need to go even to the heavens, Hashem could, we could manage to do anything Hashem wants us to do. So the, in other words, the question is, if the Miraglim seemed the Shlichus was to find out what's going on in the Eretz Yisroel, what's wrong with them coming back and saying the truth exactly as it is according to their evaluation? 
And it's in fact this question that's bothering Rashi when he says, nismacha, this is what he's coming to answer to explain to us why these two parshis of Miriam and the Miraglim are coming together. How do we understand this? So the Rebbe says like this, when Rashi asks Lama Nismacha why the two Parshiyas together, is because there are some times that even when Parshiyas chronologically belong together, there's still a reason maybe we should separate them. As we find in Parshas Ba'aloischa, Rashi tells us that the Torah inserts the portion of Ayyib and Soya just to separate between two negative events that happen. What's bothering Rashi over here is, that maybe even though they did happen together, Lama Nismucha, why are we putting them together? This could lead people to Chas V'Sholem, make a comparison between the Miraglim and Miriam. Miriam the Tzadikas, who we say that even after she was quarantined, um, we say about her that the people didn't travel, the Abishter wants to give her honor, etc., etc. So even though, yes, we'll see right away there's a difference between Miriam and these Rishoyim, because... These Miraglim die in the Magaifa and the whole Doyer, the whole generation dies in the Midbar and their children even end up 40 years in the Midbar. So even though, yes, we'll see immediately that there is a big difference, but people could still make the mistake and say, no, the reason the Miraglim are punished so badly is because of the negative impact that it had on the rest of the Yidden. Whereas Miriam didn't have such a big impact, maybe that's why she wasn't punished so badly. But perhaps there's still some comparison between them. In fact, says the Rebbe, that's why Rashi quotes the word Shlach Lecha Anoshim. This is all to bring out the greatness of these Miraglim that were sent by Moshe Rabbeinu and they're called Anoshim, important people, and so on and so forth. This will all add to the assumption that maybe the, we could compare the Miraglim to Miriam and therefore Rashi is saying maybe we should have separated the two Parshias so people should ever dream of comparing them. And this is what Rashi is saying, that they are put together in order to teach us something about the sin of the Miraglim, which will help us understand why they were punished so badly. And that is because these, sto- that because these stories happened so close together and they didn't take a lesson. In other words, what happened over here was something clearly happened with Miriam, which should have been so obvious to Miraglim that they should automatically be able to see the lesson in it. And that's the Pshat Lok Chumusa, they should have been able to just take it to themselves, it's there for the taking this lesson. And the Rebbe is saying that yes, although of course the Miraglim and, and Miriam are of course tremendously different levels, but in the idea of the sin, there is a certain comparison over here. And this is what Rashi is telling us by telling us on the one hand, yes, they are very, very different. Rashi calls them a Rishoyim Halolu, as we said, why does Rashi have to say this? Of course they're very different to Miriam, but at the same time, there is something that they could have learned from the story of Miriam because there's some sort of comparison over here. What's the comparison? So first, let's understand what the problem was by Miriam. Seemingly, what she did was nothing wrong. She's speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu, having married this beautiful woman, and now he's separated from her. He's causing her pain. And it's first of all, it's 100% true. Rashi also tells us she didn't mean to disgrace Moshe Rabbeinu. The problem was she didn't appreciate the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu. She didn't understand how amazingly greater he is than her, which would cause him to separate from his wife and so on and so forth. So is, is that a reason to get such a terrible punishment? So Rashi says the problem was, was not that she said something bad. Iske Dibo. What does Dibo mean? The actual fact that she was conversing about it, chatting about it, talking about it. What's this whole business of talking about Moshe Rabbeinu? If you see a problem by Moshe Rabbeinu that you don't understand, so even if you want to understand it, you can walk over to Moshe Rabbeinu privately, you can walk over to Moshe Rabbeinu quietly and ask him about it, you want to understand it. This whole business of talking about it, this could only lead to problems. And in a similar way is what happened by the Miraglim.
They weren't saying lies about Eretz Yisrael, but they were talking about it. They were talking a lot about the strength of Eretz Yisrael, about the people there, about the land, which only caused people to get more and more scared, and especially when they start adding, oh, we won't be able to go up, etc., etc. What happened by Miriam? Why did she speak about Moshe Rabbeinu? We can understand it from the words where she says, oh, did Moshe, Hashem only speak to Moshe Rabbeinu? Hashem speaks to us as well. In other words, she did not imagine that Moshe Rabbeinu could be that much greater than herself that this would even free him from having to be with his wife, etc., etc. Says that Eben, a similar way was by the Miraglims. They thought that since Moshe Rabbeinu appointed us to be the Shluchim of Hashem, certainly we know the best of how to deal with Eretz Yisrael, with the report of Eretz Yisrael. And if this is the way it's in our mind, certainly this applies for all the Yidden, and including Moshe and Aaron, that no one can go up to Eretz Yisrael. And since this is the way they thought about it, this is what they started speaking about. This is the way they're convincing everybody else. So this is, we can now also understand why Rashi said the words Dibra Ba'achiyah, that she's speaking about her brother Miriam, because again this emphasizes the idea. This is all part of it. She thinks this is my brother. How is it even possible that he should be that much, that much greater than myself? And this is where the Miraglim made the mistake. They should have learned a lesson from this. Surely they shouldn't make the same kind of mistake and thinking, oh, everyone, including Moshe and Aaron, are on their level. The Rebbe says, with this we'll also now understand another point. Rashi says, What does it mean they saw? Why is it important to mention that they saw it? Because the truth of the matter is, what even happened when they went into Eretz Yisrael? Seemingly even before this, they knew already about the great power of Eretz Yisrael, the might of the nations there, and so on and so forth. The issue was that now they saw it. It became very, very real. And this is what, the, what happened by the Miraglim with Miriam. We're saying, you know what? Yes, you saw something very powerful in Eretz Yisrael. Eventually they saw. But here too, you just saw what happened with Miriam. It's not even you heard about it. It's seeing. And therefore here too, you should have taken a lesson which should have counted what you saw in the land of Kalan and the land of Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe now, at the end of all of this, the Rebbe says... That another amazing thing that comes out of all of this, that I was saying more in the Derech HaAlacha, that I was saying at the end of the day, how could we put these parshies together, which would throw some sort of suspicion on Miriam, comparing her, that people might think that it's, she's the same as the Miraglim. Again, we said they did something similar, but of course they're very, very different to each other. Isn't there a concept of a Yisem Nikiyim, we don't want to throw suspicion on people, and so on and so forth. So the Rebbe introduces this first and basing the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu, as he wrote the Torah, the Rashi goes with the opinion that as each event happened, Moshe Rabbeinu writes it down. So Moshe Rabbeinu writes down the story of Miriam, and immediately afterwards we said it happens one after the other. The next thing he's writing down is the story of the Miraglim that he's sending them. They didn't go yet, because that's going to be 40, it's going to take them 40 days to come back. But he's sending them already. Right over here he's giving a message to them, you should see right now what happened with Miriam, and this should be teaching you a lesson of how you should be going about things. The truth is there's many things that happened physically between the story of Miriam and the Miraglim, because every day there's thousands upon thousands of little events that took place in the Midbar. But Moshe Rabbeinu is writing it down immediately in order for them to be able to take a lesson. And this is the point where maybe ignoring the fact that, um, yes, people are going to suspect something, because at this point all we're trying to do is to make sure they don't end up doing the Aveda. And the Rebbe then finishes over the very interesting idea. At the end of the day, we, we do say, we don't tell a person to do a small sin in order to prevent something by someone else. In this case, the fact that we are causing, the Torah is writing down the story of Miriam, seemingly is going to bring suspicion. This is what we call a small sin over here. In order to end up um, 
making that the Miraglim shouldn't do the Avera. And what the Rebbe explains over here, something very interesting, that Rebbe bases on a Rashi and a Toysvus and so on and so forth, that there's two kinds of things that we say. Some, we, the way Rashi learns is, we wouldn't tell a person to do something to avoid somebody else getting a big punishment. Even you're doing something small to make sure the other person doesn't get a big punishment, we wouldn't tell them to do a small Aveda. But we would tell a person to do something small to prevent another person from doing a bigger Aveda. And that's the point in our case. The whole idea was we were trying to give the Miraglim this message so that they don't end up doing anything wrong. And therefore it is fine to write this thing in the Torah to make sure that they're not going to end up doing anything wrong and only acting in the right way.